0: Hello, boys and girls. Welcome back to another episode of the Baby Bat Podcast. Uh, can I get the cast of the cast, right? Welcome back to another week. This is week 20. Can't believe I've been doing this for 20 weeks. I think I said that in the first week as well. Can't be- believe I'm doing it for the first week. You, anyway, if you've been listening, thank you very much. Appreciate the listening and the vote of confidence. Today is more of a Thinking Out Loud episode because I want to discuss with myself and kind of ponder this thought that's been kind of fluttering around in my brain. And I would love your feedback. I would love your thoughts on this particular issue. It's about the idea of doing things for yourself um, once you've found what you like doing versus taking feedback from various sources and letting that affect your decisions now this is uh, not an episode about pursuing your passion or finding the dream job or doing something that you love it's once you get there how do you progress and how do you proceed to finding your expression your voice and various other forms of creating so enjoy listening and i'll see you on the other side Baby Bed Podcast with Sunday Pro Baby Check it out The problem with this industry and when I say this industry specifically with the entertainment industry is that there is a um, very important um level of understanding right the importance is on creating your own thing and sticking to what you think is the way things should be done and the way you want to do certain things. And the problem, on the other hand, is the temptation to be uh, constantly vigilant and constantly influenced by what other people are doing. It could be uh, either looking at other musicians or artists or designers or entertainers, looking at the kind of content they're putting out there, looking at the style of content, looking at the idea of um what the public is consuming, looking at the idea of marketing. So these things are very, very um, different from, say, someone who has a job. Now, I'm not undermining what you do at your workplace, but typically in a corporate kind of setting, things are kind of predefined for you. Within that realm of um, structure, you can grow, you can innovate, you can expand, you can ask, like, and all these things. Uh, in, in, in my line of work, in uh, stand-up comedy it's 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 in your face every day you know because you're trying to create something which you're proud of right you're trying to put out an idea of uh, what you think is funny an idea of what you think people like at the same time you're not trying to sell out who you are i mean they, these are things which which become a part of the trade talk like oh you know content which is true to yourself your voice etc etc now the dilemma is do you just be funny and uh, entertain people or then you'd go into this other place where you're like oh but will people remember you for the work you've put out and all these kind of serious things I don't even want to talk about that because that becomes another topic entirely about creating for yourself versus creating for mass consumption and I kind of touched on that last week as well or a couple of weeks back but my main thing is it's so, it's so easy to fall off the rails here because uh, every day now, especially in the Indian comedy scene, it's a very different scene when it comes to how people consume content and also how people become famous here with the idea of using tools like YouTube and Instagram and all these other things which are um, available to you. So there's a pretty much uh, way of doing things. You either upload videos, the language, the kind of humor... And then you look at that, what goes viral, what doesn't go viral. And um, as a result, you sort of look at people, peers or people who started after you getting a lot more fame. And as a result of that, even if they're not in it uh, for many years, people are like, but they have more followers, YouTube subscribers, Instagram followers. Therefore, we'll hire them for the show because even if they're not that good, our employees or our team will like that because, hey, we got a semi-famous person to perform for us. And that's what... I get confused with, uh, you know, because I I don't know the American market. I don't know the Australian or British market, how they consume and how a person uh, doing what I do will proceed with it. Because obviously there's a bit of an overlap when it comes to using the Internet and using these tools. But there's also a bit of a different game because there are a lot more comedy clubs. There's a lot more work. Well, also a lot more comedians. Because uh, the way the Indian comic, the average Indian comic gets paid is pretty decent for how young the scene is. And it's a lot higher than other art forms like music or uh, radio or voiceover. So that is uh, pretty encouraging. I don't know how long that'll last. Well, hopefully it lasts long enough so I can finish uh, a few more episodes of this podcast. Uh, but my, my concern is I've been doing this for eight years. And it's I don't, uh, at the risk of sounding whiny and bitchy, I'm going to say this anyway. Nine years almost, I think 2009, I got up on stage for the first time at the Weird Ass open mic night. And at that point, it was just like, I want to do this because I love making people laugh. Nine years down the line, there are a lot of calculations of... uh, You you kind of forget why you got into this because, especially when you talk to other comedians, they're the most boring bunch of fuckers. They're just like, bro, you know when you saw like, you know, Bilbo's joke, like it's so alt, it's so out there, it's so dark. I'm like, dude, this is the problem of anything in any business. You take things too... Um, literally, you take things too seriously, you you kind of forget why you're doing this. And comedy is one of those things. You're constantly out there trying to make people laugh, but you are constantly sad. You're constantly analyzing. You're constantly, you know, giving yourself feedback, criticizing yourself. And it's a really weird space to be. So the reason I brought this up on today's uh, episode is because what nine years um, doing comedy the first couple of years were interesting because the scene was practically brand new then and then you know we started getting work at the comedy store which was pretty much the first big comedy club in India and it was the first kind of step for validation saying okay you've made it uh, you're recognized as a comedian and that was kind of my highlight so far in my career doing those shows uh, over the course of 2012 13, 14 and um As I speak about my journey, the train goes by. So, that's interesting for someone out there. Uh, (laughs) So, it was weird. I hit that highlight and then it kind of went into a lull because 2013 onwards, I was like, yeah, I'm doing all these jokes now. I want to talk about something more about my perspective, my experiences. So, I spoke to a friend, started talking about my eyesight, um, my lack of eyesight rather. And uh, six years down the line, I'm sitting 2019 and I'm going, how do I do this right it's a bit of a lull in my career, and a lot of people uh, seem to give you um, advice when you're going through a lull. They talk about the things that they think you should do. Uh, for instance, a friend's like, "Dude, you know, I've been following your career since 2011, 12, and I don't, you know, want to talk. I don't wanna come for a show where you're talking about your disability, and I don't want to hear that because it bums me out. Now." Other people uh, in the same breath are like, oh my God, but you need to milk your disability. I want to hear more of that. Use that, use that, milk it. And then another person's like, yeah, but there's a way of doing it because, you know, the audience gets uncomfortable, Sandeep, when they hear about it. So there's a way in which you can probably do it where you address it, but don't over-establish it. You don't keep hopping on about it. You've got to do some jokes which quickly convince them that you're blind, which makes them easy with the fact that you can't see, and then move on to your set, right? Move on to the other material, uh, which is not about eyesight, but my perspective in life is coming from a place where I can't see very well. So my jokes will have that underlying theme in it. But my point is, man, I've, I've been dealing, uh, not dealing with like a disease, but it's been something which is a part of my life for 28 years, right? Now, is it my responsibility to make someone feel okay about the fact that I'm cool with my disability? Am I supposed to put someone at ease because they've come for my show? It's, it's a thought I'm experiencing because or should I otherwise think like, oh, 28 years, you've had to deal with it. Now they have only 30 minutes to come to terms with it. So it's your responsibility to make them comfortable. Because when I say the word blind, I feel like everyone's asshole clenching. You're like, oh, did he just say disability? Did he say blind? At the same time, these people will click on America's Got Talent or a british a British Got Talent video where a blind kid sings and they're just so inspired by it. And they're so amazed by the fact that a blind person can sing. So I'm kind of in a dilemma going, okay, how much... Uh, of my life do I talk about how much honesty do I bring to this because I do uh, talk about it and I don't want to talk about it from a place of sympathy or uh, I don't want that kind of like amazing blind comic does this no it's just these are stories which are coming from what I've been through and as a result of my disability I find a lot of connections with society not just because I can't see doesn't mean I have nothing in common with you because I end up living life as well from a different perspective from a different filter but we do have the same thing which is we breathe we eat we shit We fuck, we get depressed, we get angry, we get sad. And on top of those things, I just come from this little point of view in life. So that's my entire reason for even talking about my eyesight because I don't pretend that everything's normal because that's just living a life for me. And I don't want to do that because the moment I get off stage, I have to be, you know, cautious about what I'm doing. So that's my only reason why I believe I want to talk about what I talk about. And unfortunately, when it comes to putting up content on the Internet, you have to sort of establish uh, who you are. Um, your context, your uh point of view, where your where, where your ideas, your intentions are coming from. And I'm not doing it as like, oh, give him a free card because he can't see you no know, none of that. It's just that once you understand this, now I can move on from here. I have good stories. I have I have interesting things that I observe in society. And um, that's where I'm kind of finding that fix and it's really bugging me this past few days. And I'm just like, do I, do I not, what can I kind of bring into the picture? What can I say on stage, which is uh, good for me as an artist, uh, as a writer, as a performer? And what is enough of uh, establishing for the audience? And um, it's interesting. Because the word blind, the word deaf, people react very differently because when I did a couple of shows um, in the UK, right, and I would just say words like partially sighted and they would believe me because people don't believe me. That's the weird thing. I come to that in a bit. And I would do my thing I'm partially sighted and these are my little quirks and these are the things I experience and these are my stories and it would just be okay he's partially sighted and here you almost have to make them believe and you also have to convince them that man your disability is to a certain extent it's how much you can how much you can't you can't really you can't really make them feel that they're cheated because if you say blind but anything you walk out with the cane they're like but you can see a little bit why do you use the word blind if you say partially blind they're like how much can you see if you say visually impaired they're like oh are you really using big Words now to confuse us, use English-speaking bastard. So there are so many layers involved in this. I'm just like. <sighs> I don't want to use semantics. I don't want to use disabled and partially sighted. And I just want to use one word, which is the truth, which is I lost 80% of my vision. I'm partially sighted. But how much of my set... I don't want to waste my jokes in explaining. I don't want to waste my time on stage trying to convince you as an audience. And I think many people might feel this way from other points of view. You know, if you're trying to... Stab you. If a person's fat, they don't have to say too much of I'm obese or fat. You, you know that, right? When you see me coming on with a cane... Um it's difficult, but when I say I'm partially sighted, believe me, motherfucker, because I'm not trying to make up a lie over here, right? Is what I'm thinking. And if you say that on stage they're like, Oh, an aggressive blind comic, aggressive individual who's privileged. And the whole thing's on the on on the on the internet. Because live shows, yes, there are the retards who will come after. And they're like, oh, that part of your eyesight thing, that's true? I'm like, really, man? Really, I'm going to make up a visual impairment as one of my things because there's so many other things out there which could be better hooks for me. But apparently, that's what it is. And and speaking of it, a funny uh, funny incident once this guy had come for one of these... um, It was not like a TED talk. It was one of those more informal TEDx talks. Like, it wasn't a TEDx. It was another thing. It was at a bar, afternoon, couple of beers, everyone's chilling. And he goes, I love your talk, and I love the story that you have to share. But will you be talking about your eyesight again on today's show? I'm like, "Um, sure, you want me to change it up? You want me to talk about, like, you know, this growth in my testes? Like, what the fuck? And I really am baffled. I mean, this is... He comes from a good place in his heart. But I don't understand. Am I not getting people these days? Am I dumb? Or am I, are people dumb? What the fuck is going on? Because, I want to talk about this soon. I might just cover a little bit of on today's uh, episode is the idea of blind, right? Am I the one who's truly blind just because I'm physically limited by my vision? So therefore, I can't do the things that uh, society has put as mandate drive, read, walk down, cross the road, and do things independently, which are visually um, the standard. But at the same time, I feel my mind is so much more alert when it comes to the other things, the more human things, the fact that we are fucking up our planet, we're over-consuming, we're littering, we're overpopulating, and we don't have care for people, we're cutting you know, each other off in traffic, we're kind of being aggressive to each other. So as a result of not seeing and visually being stimulated, I have so much more time in my brain to process all these other thoughts when people are just blindly going to the mall, blindly buying things when they're on 80% off because they get more without even being aware of the fact that there is a crisis where we are littering, literally littering the planet with shit. And that's not going to hurt the planet as much it's going to fuck us over. So I feel sometimes um, that this word blind is an actual... Problem for most people who can see. Maybe that's a good point in end the episode, Sandeep. Blind is a problem for people who can see. Wow! Profound, man, profound. But I'm just trying to get through this, uh, resolve this little dilemma. And, uh, you know, it's very typical for me to ask you for feedback and your thoughts, but maybe I should uh, solve this one on my own. And of course, if you liked what you heard, do say hi on the various platforms that you might hear this on and say hello at any point. You can obviously message me, email me and let me know if there's something which is bothering you and you'd like me to talk about it. All right. This has been another episode of the Baby Bed Podcast. Till next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. The Baby Bed Podcast. Every Wednesday. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode.